the Corner to Three Games podcast for uh, it's the end of July 2018. My name is Tom Chicken. My game of the week is not Mad Max because it is, of course, my game of the decade. And I'm Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not Mad Max as well because I haven't really played much of it. Uh, Nick Diamond, why isn't he here? You're probably wondering. Nick Diamond is on assignment. He uh, was covering the launch event for the Crew 2. And he was just having so much fun at that thing because it's such a fun game that uh, he's just decided to stay there for a while and keep playing the Crew 2. He really loves that. Yeah, they call that one a butte, where we're from. (laughs) McMaster, what's your favorite car or jet ski or skateboard or parasail or pogo stick in the Crew 2? Because you've got a variety of different vehicles you can drive. Which one is your favorite? I mean, I'm pretty much down for anything uh, that's a skidoo of any sort. Skidoo, right? So, my my so, favorite yeah. vehicle. I just unlocked them. They're those those shoes that little kids wear that have the wheel on one end. So when you lift up your heel, you roll around. So I I just oh, yeah. unlocked that in the crew too. It's one of the new features that they added Ubisoft. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh make, yeah. Make sure you unlock those. It adds a lot of of new gameplay, new events, and whatnot. So, McMaster, while I've been slaving through... Nick Diamond actually isn't at the crew, too. Instead, he's off to see a crappy movie tonight. Haha. Uh-huh. McMaster, while I've been slaving away playing the crew, too, so that other people don't have to, what on earth have you been doing? God, I've played a lot of games lately. Um, other than watch you play the crew, too, which is depressing. That's um, it. There's one thing worse than playing the crew, too. It's watching someone play the crew, too. Yeah, it's not great. Um... So the big thing, I guess, that we've, uh, you know, that I've been... Actually, you know what? Let's talk about the better alternative to the crew, too. It's Wreckfest. Guild Wars 2? Oh, no, sorry. Oh. Yeah, Wreckfest, right. Wreckfest is a right. good alternative, right? <laughs> Wreckfest or yeah. Guild Wars 2. I would accept either oh, of those answers. Sure, I understand. <laughs> right, of course, naturally. Um, now, before but, we yeah. talk Wreckfest, Master, I need to know what level you are in that game. Oh, um, I am level... Uh, God, I'm in the second races. I don't remember what the le- like the leveling system was like there. You can't give me a number. Okay, 700. Oh, because I'm level 701. Interesting. I, I it's weird. <laughs> I, exp- I I, I kind of thought that. that was like, I was like, I bet Tom 701. Hmm. All right, so Wreckfest is probably just another one of those, oh my God, drive in a circle three times and see if one of the other stupid AI cars which cheats and just drives by some other set of rules, happened to come in before me. Uh, oh, look, I have 1,000 Forza bucks. Now I can buy a Honda XL7 instead of my regular Honda uh, XL6. Uh, All right. So it's another one of those kind of racing games, right? Boring, huh? Oh, yeah, big time. No, Big Matt, time. You're terrible at improv. You're supposed to Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. No, no. You're also a terrible um, proponent of Wreckfest. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hmm. No, no, absolutely not. It's a, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, freaking uh, Demolition Derby game. How can you go wrong with a Demolition Derby game? Actually, I'll tell you. Okay, I'm curious. You can go wrong with the Demolition Derby game by only making it Demolition Derby because I find the Demolition Derby, uh, like that gameplay where you just have to drive around an arena until everybody else's car is wrecked, like Carmageddon does that all the time. Uh, I find that of limited 
uh, utility in terms of taking advantage of different cars. Like if I want a game like that that's just Wreckfest, uh, I'm sorry, that's just Demolition Derby, I just want the biggest, heaviest car. If I'm just banging cars into each other, the little ones don't matter. It's just a matter of how many hit points I can get on my car. Uh, right. But what I like about Wreckfest is it's not just that. There's a hearty racing game in Wreckfest that rewards using different kinds of cars and different kinds of, um, you know, do you want an armored car? Do you want one that has good acceleration, a good top speed? How much do you care about handling? All of those trade-offs, which wouldn't really be part of a game where you're just driving around an arena smacking into other cars, those really come into play in Wreckfest. Right. Yeah, they really do. Um, you know, and it's, it is kind of weird, though, um, because when you're playing the game, they, they have like these weird settings. Like, say, for instance, you try to play in a derby and you're trying to not get murdered immediately. Okay. Right. If you don't hit a car in a certain amount of time, then it totally um, – It'll totally disqualify you. Right. Do you, and as well it should. You know why? Because, I mean, obviously you're you're cheating if you're not hitting your car and just waiting for last, I guess. Well, yeah, exactly. Because right? otherwise you would just hang back and let the other cars kill each other. And then the, the, the next to last man standing would be super damaged and you would just take him out. Yeah, so there's got to right. be a timer for uh, – is it just hitting a car or doing a certain amount of damage? I mean, I think it's just hitting cars, right? Like you have to you have to rack up an impact within a certain amount of time, right? Right, it's just an impact, yeah. so it's not, yeah, it's not anything. Because otherwise, that's how I play Demolition Derbies. I just hang back and let you jokers run into each other, and then whoever's the last guy, you know, barely trundling along with a damaged car, I just run in, sort of kiss him on the bumper, and then I've won. Victory. Right, I mean, and obviously, um, you can kind of do that. You just have to, you just have to kind of skim. You know what I mean? You just have to get your hits in. Like, that's the only way, honestly, to win that. Except for the fact that you have – like, some of them are ridiculous, like, requiring, like, a certain amount of um, eliminations. Right. I have if no idea. Like a, like, a, like a frag. If you play it like a, a right. deathmatch, we need a certain number of frags, right? That works as well, too. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know how you would do that. Because, like, the cars are so fragile – um, and it takes so much damage from each I, hit. I think their damage model is sophisticated enough, though, that there are things like if you if if you do a T-bone in the center of the car, it's going to do more damage to the front of your car than if you just hit their rear fender and spin them around. Uh, I, I mean, I think the the angle that you hit and what part you hit your car with uh, comes into play. Because in a real demolition derby, uh, don't you drive around backwards so your engine doesn't get hurt? Like, you're trying to yeah. rear-end other cars, I mean, and that's really yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing, too. Uh, I was It is interesting, because, like, the car that I've done the most Demolition Derby stuff in is a rear-engine car. So, oh, that's, che- that's called cheating, McMaster. Oh, yeah, that's totally badass. <laughs> but, um... What is it, a VW Bug? Uh, something like that. Because they Mine have rear-engines in the back, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah they do. Yeah, my mom had one of those when I was a little kid. We had one, uh, two of them, actually. Yeah, it, was, it was funny. I, I remember riding around in that thing. Uh, huh. You must be super psyched for the new Bumblebee movie that's coming up. Because <laughs> he's a VW bug in this one. You know, it's a uh, fun fact. I have never seen a Transformers or Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> not you know a what? You're not, you're not worthy of Wreckfest. I demand that you uninstall it right now. You also can't play – you're not allowed to play Battletech. Until you see a Transformers movie. 
What? Yep. <laughs> that's not. That's not even. I mean, oh come on. Nope. No games <laughs> they, for giant they, robots for you. They, no racing games. No giant robot games for Master. I didn't. I didn't see that other one either. The Guillermo del Toro and Pacific Rim. I didn't see that one either. Yeah, that huh. one doesn't count. You don't have to see that one. But uh, I demand you at least watch a Transformers. Age of Extinction is the good one. Uh, and as for There's Fast and Furious... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fast and Furious is... Um, it can stop around four, really. Just go one, two, <laughs> and then the first 15 minutes of three, and you're good. Well, uh, So we don't reach Jason Statham there, right? No, you don't need to. You don't, nobody no, no, nobody which, ever needs to reach fine. Jason Statham. Yeah. To be honest with you, Jason Statham did two movies that I consider really good, but uh, after that, I don't really care. So, what does it matter? Yeah, it's it's you, know, it down. you can't very well not tell us what the movies are. Uh, I mean, both of the Guy Ritchie movies he was in, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch, were both good movies, I think. All right. He was good in Spy with Melissa McCarthy, where he just played a, a caricature of himself. He was funny. Oh, I haven't seen that. That sounds all right, actually. There's a movie called London, where he plays a guy who's coked up, who spends the entire movie holed up in a bathroom at a party, uh, being <laughs> paranoid with Chris Evans. That, that sounds okay, actually. <laughs> He's really fun in that, yeah. All right, but Master, this is not the Quarter to Three movie podcast. This is the Quarter to Three games podcast. Once Jason Statham starts doing voice acting for games, and it's just a matter of time, right? It really uh, is. Then he'll be fair game for the, this podcast. <laughs> so Wreckfest, we both really like it. Uh, every time that I've played you online with Wreckfest, you've been unable to beat me. True or false? Oh. <laughs> okay, Sam. Now this is a misleading question. No, it's a, it's a true but, or false question. It's two answers. Only two. I will only accept two answers, McMaster. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you only take two, two answers. Yes. Okay. It's true and false. No, it's true. You said true first, so that's correct. <laughs> it's alphabetically uh, not correct either. Is it? I should have said false first. Damn. Ah, I burned myself on that one. Um. Yeah, no, no. Uh, that's uh, it is hard to win when someone never shows up. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a clip from that game. I keep meaning to upload where um, my friend and I were playing, and we were in one of those stupid lawnmower races, and um, a figure eight track. And this guy it was a uh, just it was like seconds before he beat us. Uh, the dude that was in last place on the figure eight nailed him. And we got first place on it. It's pretty hilarious because you can like sl like watch the replay and just kind of watch his like body fly into a sign. <laughs> you know, you know what other game has a replay, McMaster? What's that? The Crew Two. Oh, <laughs> so, can you not have replays now? <laughs> it's gauche. The Crew Two did it. <laughs> well, no, it, it, the whole thing about a replay feature, it doesn't matter unless the game is good, first and foremost. Like, if you put a replay feature in a crappy game, no one wants to rewatch what no. they did in a bad game. <laughs> no, unless replay it's hilariously bad. Yeah, it's only as good as the game that it's located in, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I do love the replay feature in Wreckfest. It really, yeah, like it, it knows that you are going to want to admire in slow motion uh, those little cool moments, and it gives you all sorts of options for angles and timing, and uh, yeah. I wish there was a way to save replays. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's the one irritation because I tried like hell to save that replay, <laughs> so I just ended up uh, rerunning it and uh, recording it through OBS instead. And it just kind of bums me out. That's odd. There's got to be go like it. it's got to be a file located somewhere. Why can't we keep those? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I read something by the developer that they had 
that they saved it was it was going to be so much information that they saved or something that it was you know it was like unrealistic to keep them I guess and I've got look if, if I were to uninstall uh, let's see Guild Wars two if I was to uninstall a couple of games I'd have plenty of room on my on my hard drive oh, yeah. for replays oh yeah yeah exactly that's all I'm saying but, you know they took the to the, the right. easy way out the long way home so we like Wreckfest more than the crew too you haven't even played oh, yeah. the crew too. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I think you told me not to, and so I said, no, okay, I won't. Uh, you have played uh, this new Dwarf Fortress thing. <laughs> Stone Arch, yeah. There's some contention about that one there. What's the contention? They, um, so it was a Kickstarter, and um, I didn't back it. You know, I just – I played it, and I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I, I didn't know this, but they – it's a Kickstarter, and they have just released it at 1.0, and basically what they said was – yeah, we didn't really do everything we said we were going to do, but we're going to make it available for modding, uh, and then we're going to move on to a new project. <laughs> so, so people what have features, done, What features have they not? Have they? Oh, abandoned? like a ton, like a ton. Um, it, it was pretty bad. Uh, it's not that, it, and the thing that gets me about it is like it's not that it's a bad game. It's just that they totally didn't do the things they said they were going to do. Okay, so just looking at the uh, the, the list of stuff from the Kickstarter, uh -huh. like th they didn't do the Pirates, Ninjas, and Politicians, Animal Trainer, Magma Smith. Wait, 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 hold on. Pirates, Ninjas, and Politicians? What? Yeah, they, they didn't do... Uh, yeah, it's like little... Okay. Yeah. I mean, what the heck is that even? Why do I want that in a in a little city builder colony management game? What? There's just well, they just promise a lot of stuff. Alternate planes. There's no alternate planes. You know. You mean like no. the ethereal plane or the astral plane or stuff? Yeah, stuff like oh. that. Yeah. Uh, they didn't add in several of the classes they promised and stuff like that. Uh, it's just you know a bunch of things, and uh, people are just upset about it. Now, personally, I like I said, I don't have any skin in the game, and I enjoyed it. You know, I've enjoyed my time with it. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think people are irritated because they promised something and didn't deliver it. Um, but it's the sort of thing where if I were to – because I've had my eye on this. I think mainly because I I think you – have you talked about this? or I, I know somebody who's liked it or it's been on my radar is something to pay attention to once it comes out. I saw it was at a 1.0 couple of days ago uh and if i were to jump into it i would have no sense that there's stuff quote-unquote missing right right yeah right yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's kind of a weird thing because it's like yeah it's irritating that they didn't reach these goals but as someone who didn't back it i you know what do i care and the game is uh is uh, it's enjoyable like I, i've been having a good time with it um it's like uh it's fairly deep it's not you know i mean it could have been deeper but basically what happens is that nobody had to see in my stream because it was going <laughs> that's another story um is that, that there's like these enemies that'll move in and we had that goblin camp down there if i'd gone down and killed that goblin camp eventually a bigger one's going to come in then you're going to have like a boss one that you'll have to fight and okay. stuff like that and then it'll get harder sometimes like <clears throat> i've had like uh mausoleums and stuff form on the map and then the skeletons and things like that will start coming out of them it's like it's a cool little game uh and you can build you know your defenses and things like that so you can you get a lot deeper than we did in it, but it's it's one of those things where it's trying to emulate, you know, Dwarf Fortress in a 3D way, and it's just not 
not ever going to happen to the level that's going to make everybody happy. Now, uh, uh, I don't – because just watching you play it, I was like, oh, these games are a dime a dozen. What – does? is there anything that makes this stand out or anything that this does that um, – So, okay, here's the thing about that game that is different. It didn't fail or get completely abandoned. So <laughs> all the other ones have, the exception of RimWorld. But like uh, Towns, Nemoria, all of those games that have come and gone, no, nobody they never reached completion, and they're always just kind of a buggy mess at the end. Um, the only games that have, like I said, are Dwarf Fortress, RimWorld, and uh, Cleese New Thing, um, Oxygen not included, is doing okay. Well, why wouldn't uh, I? Pl- why would I play Stonehearth over, say, RimWorld? You wouldn't. Oh, uh, right. at, at the end of the day, uh, now well. RimWorld might be too hardcore for some people. Like, if you wanted a Dwarf Fortress alike that is less involved, right. then that that's the game, you so know? it's a casuals uh, for casuals. Right. Yeah, I honestly do think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, there's a lot of people that, you know, uh, on Quarter 3 that really enjoy it. I like it, too, but like I said, it's not... It's not a, a, a super hardcore management sim. Uh, Oxygen not included is probably the hardest, maybe, <laughs> weirdly enough. Um, I think um, – or, well, RimWorld's just – there's so many ways to die in RimWorld. Well, but RimWorld Oxygen, isn't out yet, so I don't know how you would even true. know anything about it. Or Oxygen not included, I know. I'm just talking right. about the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't play games that are out. I just <laughs> I quit as soon as they hit 1.0. No, that's <laughs> – <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, that that's those are the only ones I can think of like that, and the others are just kind of messes. So, uh, why would you play Stonehearth over Stonehearth over? I'll give you another game, Judgment Apocalypse Survival <laughs> Simulator, or Jazz, as it's known. Jazz. Yeah. yeah why it's... would you play Stonehearth over Jazz? I I have Jazz, and mm-hmm. I played it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. The graphics kill it for me. I mean, well, master, really... don't be, don't be a graph. Come on, you're not that superficial. Dude, I know you. Uh, you believe, looked... you believe in your heart in the importance, the supremacy of gameplay over aesthetics, don't you, McMaster? Yeah, I do, I do. But I mean, it me does look there's like no but. there's no but if you really believe that. No it looks like a lot of shr- it looks like they made a came out of Shrinky Dinks, you know, those things you would melt in the mud in the snow. Oh, I'm never, I'm not gonna be able to unsee that now if I, when I play again. That's that's a terrible. <laughs> I don't know why. Just like it, most, ga- I can get past Dwarf Fortress with ASCII graphics. I can get past Cataclysm, Dark Days Ahead with its ASCII stuff. I don't care about that. It's like. I don't know something about that game. That and the fact that every time I play it, I, I kind of – I do something wrong, and it just never – I I don't know how to fix my fort at any point in that game. Like I don't understand the, the tree. But Master, like there's, how, there's help screens. There's things you can re- – oh, you, you uh, plowed through so many hours of RimWorld, and yet <laughs> – in Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulator, you can't be bothered to read the little help section to figure out what to do. <laughs> it's like the fact that I, I bought um, I can, Peter's uh, book about <laughs> Dwarf Fortress and read it. Is it? <laughs> it's not. What's his name? I can't remember his name. The dude that like on quarter to three that wrote the book on Dwarf Fortress. I, I don't read Dwarf Fortress books. So I, I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> so Judgment uh, Apocalypse Sim- Survival Simulator, I do agree that their their graphics really are a liability. It's the sort of thing where uh, 
I think okay. they would have done better if they'd just gone with ASCII graphics like that Cataclysm game because they're stuck. Oh. They, they've fallen so short of making it. Like, it just looks so awful that you kind of have to just <laughs> suck it up. And I've, I've inured myself to it. It's like watching McMaster a movie in uh, black and white where after a while you stop realizing it's black and white and you just remember in your head – you recall it as if it was in color. It's the same with Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulator. You stop realizing how ugly it is, and you just sort of fill in the blanks with your imagination and your recollection. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like they might have been better oh. off if they hadn't even attempted graphics. Yeah, I, if it was a text game, it would have been better. You know, I, I just don't understand. I will tell you uh. this, though. How many of those games give you cool tactical combat? Zero. Um... Real oh. world has combat. Tactical. It <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Yeah. No, I mean like it breaks out into its separate battle screen, like XCOM, like that kind of tactical combat. I mean, if you mean like turn-based, then no. But no, no, not can... even turn-based. Like it go, like you go to, like uh, Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulator is a big overworld map, right? You build a camp right. on it, and then when you fight a battle, you load a little battle map and you play. Sure, there. yeah. In RimWorld, you're just moving little dudes around and they shoot arrows at each other and lose their hit points and die. Snooze. Boring, right? Well, I mean, you can micro the hell out of those little dudes. <laughs> is there, like is the... there a cover mechanic in RimWorld? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, all no, of that no, stuff. <laughs> Are you serious? There's cover in RimWorld. You can have a, a person yeah, with a gun you, standing behind a barricade you make, with a yeah, defensive you can, bonus. You can make sandbags. You can make walls. In fact, they'll lean out from walls if they're at an okay, edge of the wall, Okay, that's not what I meant too. to ask. Master, what I meant to ask is, <laughs> in RimWorld, can you build an occult summoning circle and summon a demon to help you fight? That's what I meant okay. to say. Okay, you're not going to like my answer, but um, <laughs> there was this really great HP Lovecraft World mod that this dude did, where you're a that it added um, uh, New England uh, like seaside towns <laughs> all over the place. And that's and, what I meant to ask you was, <laughs> is RimWorld a finished game? No, <laughs> because Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulator is a finished game, so that's what I meant to say. God, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Titan's ever. I, yeah, he said he's gonna like the next one's the final update. So, a, oh, RimWorld's actually gonna come out, huh? I'll yeah, play, yeah, I'll yeah. That when I see it, McMaster. Yeah. Oh yeah, no joke. <laughs> but I, but I mean, it's one of those games that it's so complete, it's ridiculous. Um, but you know, well, he he wants to move on. I think is really what it is. Like he's been working on it for years. Uh, you watched me play Northgard. Uh, does that? Are you at no. all curious about that? I am. You you keep telling me it's not for me, but yes, no, I. <laughs> it's not for you, because okay. it tries to do this thing halfway between a real time strategy game and a colony survival simulator city builder thing, and I think, uh, I think it's a weird pair of genres to straddle. I don't know that those genres should be straddled, uh, and as much as I enjoy it, I just, uh, I, I, in a weird way, I think it's not a very, it wasn't a very good idea to make that. I like it. Um, but I can see that it's not for many people. It's super slow to unfold. You can play it for two hours and then be like, oh, I, I've fallen into an economic death spiral before I've even met another faction. Uh, or you can be playing it and you meet another faction and they just roll over you because you weren't developing quickly enough. Um, but I like what they're doing. I, I love their their uh, seasonal model because it's really hard in games to have a, a meaningful uh, you know, winter, non-winter cycle without it feeling kind of uh, forced or inconsequential. 
actually. And it's a yeah. huge deal in Northgard. Uh, does RimWorld have a seasonal cycle? Yes. Yeah, actually, it's um, that is something that you super have to plan for. That's one of those things that will kill colonies real easily. Um, you have to kind of choose where you – it's like Dwarf Fortress in that way. When you load the world, you have to go through and choose. And you can kind of set – well, in Dwarf Fortress, it's easier to do. But you can set a um, – kind of a criteria that you want uh, and, and look for. In, in RimWorld, you have more like you're looking for temperate. Uh, and you're it, it's weird because it's like an alien planet. He does these, like, I can't remember if it's like 20-day or 30-day seasons or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so you'll go... You have to worry about heat because your guys can certainly die from exposure. You have to worry about food because crops... You know, in the winter, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, you have to, you know, you just have to kind of prepare a lot for it. You have to worry about heaters and uh, air conditioning and all that jazz. Does Stonehearth have a winter, a seasonal cycle? Not really, no. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, it's like you can do that Arctic world that I was in last night. You can do a desert world or a forest world. Is there, any, have is there any incentive to do a desert or Arctic world? Like, do you get extra points or anything fun i don't think so i think it's just a different setting because like there's three races and the one i was playing last night was the one you know the viking kind of nordic arctic um kind of race so i don't know you know if you get like huge probably get huge penalties for playing right like the others on their different maps like yeah that's the thing in that game it's just it's a super simplified you know. uh did you play avon colony no, I looked at that one. Um, I played Surviving Mars, and it's like I've heard that between the two. I mean, I, that seemed like the one I would probably like. But Stephen Colony really... does tries to do the the winter, the seasonal cycle thing. I'm not sure it's super effective at it. Uh, it feels a little contrived <laughs> in that, but you know, they they attempt it. Basically, it it's kind of weird. It's just there are periods of the game where you just make a lot less food, and that's voila, winter. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, no, and, uh, no, it's devastating in RimWorld. Um, of course, and of course, it's always winter in the long dark. But there's no seasonal cycles. So. Oh, right, right. That game is actually out, by the way. I'm not sure. If oh, yeah. Yeah, the survival, the survival mode's still great. Um, I don't know about that story mode. I got a little frustrated with it. Uh, speaking of survival mode, how well did you do without me helping you in co-op in the Vietnam DLC for Far Cry Five? I didn't even play it. <laughs> I heard it was like it, people kept saying it was stealth, and I, I hate stealth. So mm. it, in a game that I don't, uh, in a game that's not about stealth, uh, not, that kept, it, uh, there are it, it. It's not stealth. It, it definitely there are times where you need to sneak up before the shooting starts. Uh, oh, okay. but I'm not sure I'd call it stealth. Uh, although I guess there are, it is more stealth than just regular Far Cry Five. All right, well then, how well did you do without me helping you in co-op on the Mars DLC? Oh, I haven't played it either. What? Because you, have, you haven't helped me, I'm afraid. Well, how well are you going to do without my help in co-op <laughs> in the zombie DLC when that comes out? You're not going to help me? <laughs> I'm scared of zombies. <laughs> that one sounds pretty cool, though. Uh, I think they people have not really liked these. Uh, at least according to the overall feeling I'm getting from talking to people, though. Well, I did like. I mean, it feels like a, a t like a total conversion mod. I did like what they. I haven't looked at the Mars one. I liked what they did with the Vietnam one in that 
it's just a new self-contained challenge, but it's not like one level. Like it's a big area, and uh, and this is kind of a cool idea. The whole point of playing is you have to get from a place where I guess you get shot down or whatever in the east to the rescue location, the LZ in the west. You just have to move from left to right across this big, huge map. And if you just want to make a beeline, you can but you're going to be more equipped to deal with challenges along the way if you sort of mm. veer off to the left and right to get power-ups, to collect more air supplies, to get better weapons. Um, I, I just like the free-form nature of it and the way that it applies a completely unique set of rules to this, this one uh, arena or environment. Uh, so in theory, I really like it. I've only played it once. I got like partway through and was just like, well, you know what? I'm going to see if I can just run for the landing zone from here. Uh, and I did. And I think you get – I think there might be scoring. But for some reason – yeah, I think there's scoring at the end. So I didn't – oh, you know, I think it might be like medals, like achievement medals or something, which is fine for me. So uh, I didn't do super well because uh, I think it also tells you how many of your buddies you rescued. Uh, I, mm. I didn't uh, – I did, I did not leave no man behind. <laughs> a little double negative on that one. I, well, I I'm just – yeah, I'm just trying to be correct about it. <laughs> <laughs> so – and I don't know if the, the Mars uh, DLC does something similar or if it's just, hey, wacky laser guns and aliens and low gravity. I, I have no idea if they do any cool rules reworkings with that. Um, yeah, I need to I, I need to check those out because I really liked Far Cry 5. Yeah, yeah. All right, so McMaster, what are we looking forward to that's coming up uh, on the release calendar? Oh, well, of course. I mean, Red Dead, that's the big no, one. No, I'm talking about in the impending, uh, in the next few days or weeks. A few days? A yep, go ahead. Um, hmm, I don't know about a few days. In the next I week, uh, there are three games I'm looking forward to, actually, in the next two weeks. Really? Yep. All right, well, I mean, hit me with them. I can't think of anything myself. Uh, there's a I, I haven't played his first game I forget what it is but there's there's a there's a game called Star Traders Frontiers, which is a one of those super intricate fly fight trade open universe games. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I want to say that it's the Treese Brothers. Uh, they made like a mech uh, turn was it turn based like a mech tactical combat kind of game uh, that yeah. I looked at. Uh, but anyway, their next game Star Traders Frontiers has been in early access for a while uh, and it comes out on August first. Uh, wow. Also, I think this is an action RPG, uh, a game called Dead Cells. Uh, and, you know, I guess the deal is these games have been in early access, so people like you have probably been playing them anyway. No, I didn't. You know, I, I think actually the only game I've ever refunded might have been one of their games. <laughs> the Tracy Brothers or whatever. Right. Uh, well, and it. I mean, not like it wasn't that game. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was Templar Battle Force. Yeah, yeah, that's the name. That's the name of the other one. Right, right. Right. Well, uh, you know, you'll, you can get another chance to refund one of their games on August 1st. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, a week okay. later, uh, Dead Cells, which has been in early access forever, it's a uh, 2D, like Dark Souls y kind of uh, roguelike thing, uh, it comes out on the 7th. And then on August 10th, uh, we Happy Few. You know what that is? Actually, I've seen the um, the, you know, the artwork and the, all the ads and everything, but I've never actually looked at it. So, hmm. Well, you know, on August 10th, uh, the, the full release comes out. So, yeah, I just like how weird and 
Uh, I like the weird sensibility of that one. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, like, what was it about that game? Like, what is the... Do you have any idea about the, well, the I think genre? I, I think it's some Bioshock devs, if I'm not mistaken. Some no, folks from Irrational. Uh, and the genre is kind of an open-world exploration uh, RPG, which is like a futuristic version of 60s London where everybody's on drugs. Uh, you have to take, like, drugs to make yourself happy, and there are police that are running around monitoring you if you're not taking your drugs. Something like that. Oh, okay. So kind of like that Christian Bale movie. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember a game called Haze on the PlayStation 3, I think? Probably not. It was terrible. It was a first-person shooter. Uh, Sony was really pushing it as, hey, we've got our own Halo. It's going to be Haze. And Haze was terrible. But Haze had this, and, and it was it's kind of a spoiler, uh, Haze gets to this point later in the game where you realize that uh, that you've been taking drugs, I think, and you get off of the drugs and everything looks different. Like, everything that you thought you were seeing and playing has been faked based on the drugs that you were taking. And then later you get off of the drugs, I think the drug was even called Haze, uh, and you realize how gory and violent and horrible and bleak the universe is. Oh, yeah, sure. Which is a cool conceit. So I'm assuming We Happy Few might play with that sort of thing. And that's August 10th. So there you go. No, that'll be good. Oh, and I owe an apology to the Tracy Brothers. It wasn't that game. It was Stellar Tactics. That's a different game, different company. Yeah, how dare you, McMaster? What's Stellar Tactics? That's a, that's just, that's a that's the worst name. Like that's one of the ways <laughs> where you know all video game names have been taken. Once once something comes down to Stellar Tactics. It's a game. I mean, you know, it's one of those uh, Brian Rubin games. So it's yeah, space and uh, there's right. some stuff in it, and it just kind of it didn't really grab me. Um, but I, Templar Battle Forces, actually, I want to play that one. So that's why I was thinking of oh. it. That actually looks cool. Look, Stellar Tactics, a game that isn't even out yet. It came out in like 2016, I think, didn't it? Yeah, but it's still early access, so technically. Oh, is it? Oh, never yeah. mind. Oh, technically, God. it might be awesome for all we know, McMaster, when they finish. Maybe we should give them a chance oh. to finish their dang game before we pass judgment on it, don't you think? It's super highly rated on Steam, too. <laughs> I just didn't. Uh, um, yeah. All right. So uh, there's a start. You can give the Trees or Tracy Brothers, I don't know how to say it. You can give them. Uh, Give him a chance on August 1st. Wait, Star Traders Frontiers is early access, right? Like, you could, we could play that right now if we wanted. Uh, I think so, yeah. Most yeah, of early access, are, yeah. but it's not out, so it's probably way better than you would think uh, if you didn't Yeah, wait until August it, 1st. So. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Like, Templar Battle Force looks really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah they know it, what they're doing. It oddly, it, honestly, it oddly reminds me of uh, Dark Sun. Do you remember the Dark Sun RPG? In the desert? Yeah, yeah. What? Like the just the 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 top down of it and the way it kind of like Yeah, the old AD&T, uh, the Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it kind of for some reason it makes me think of that. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of heavily armored mechs in Dark Sun. Uh, well, no. No. <laughs> I don't Well, maybe, you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, there you go. That's what's coming up. McMaster and I will be back to talk about those uh, shortly. Maybe uh, Nick Diamond will stop going to crappy Marvel movies, and uh, he'll join oh. us as well next time. I am yeah. Tom Chick. I've been here with uh, Jason C. McMaster, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. You fill up my senses like night in a forest. 
Like the mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy.